Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Wade Bandover and BJ and Brandy Schaefbauer. They'll be joining us all by Zoom because they're mostly all up in the northern part of the diocese, but they'll be here to talk about the upcoming Bishop's Fishing Tournament, the charity fishing tournament that is done to raise money for seminarian education. I got all that in without reading anything, mostly. I had to remind myself of the names. <laughs> Mr. Doc, Mr. Dr. Bergwald is wah, wah, looking wah. at me. I was doing so good until right there. Yep. <laughs> so it's a um, really good, uh, interesting interview. Find out how the fishing tournament got started um, and why it's so important to our diocese. So hope you'll stick around for that. We have Mr. and Dr. Bergwald, Mr. <laughs> slash Dr. Bergwald both, here. Both of them. Oh, oh, they're the same guy. They're the same guy. Mr. Bergwald, that'd be my dad. Mr. Ber- yes, that's right. That's right. What is your dad's first name again? Tom. Tom, Mr. Yes. Tom Bergwald. Hello, Mr. Bergwald. I know he listens to Ignition. I'm trying to remember, does he live, listen to Biblical Well, now Bites he's going to have to because I'll we mentioned tell. him. We, yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. All right, what do you got for Biblical Bites with Dr. What B? What Sunday is it? <laughs> I hope it's the sixth Sunday of Easter. You are correct. Okay. Casey said he's got the, uh, the the sound effects board up, but I, I, I can't reach oh, it. Oh, yeah, you're on the wrong side. Ha ha. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we are going to look again at Acts of the Apostles. So okay. Acts, we've, we've the last couple weeks we've looked at Acts because we're looking at the beginning and the end of Paul's missionary mm, journey. Right. We're um, more geography. Uh, not not really. Okay. So we're we're moving ahead to what's called this is Acts chapter fifteen. Um, what we read is sort of just the introduction to and then the wrap up of the Council of Jerusalem. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Council of Jerusalem? I have not. Uh, any guesses what it is? A council that was held in Jerusalem. Okay, I was hoping you were. I was, no, I was, I was like, I hope she just says if she would have. Because uh, like I'm gonna well, know. It's a council <laughs> that was held in Jerusalem. Uh, all of the apostles, uh-huh. uh, and then inc- including so not just the twelve, but then others like Paul and Barnabas gathered together to debate the question about whether or not. It's whether or not the Gentiles have to be circumcised. Right. 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 So, and with that, follow, basically follow all of the mosaic right. law. Right. So, that was the big one though. And I can understand. Yes. <laughs> so it was, it was, um, I was thinking about this uh, at, at, I went to daily mass the other day and it occurred to me the significance of this because daily mass in Easter, we read about this as well. In addition to the sixth Sunday of Easter, at least during year C, the significance of this. So the Jewish people, have been following the Mosaic law since, well, <clears throat> Moses. Right, right. <laughs> Which <would> was <laughs> approximately, give or take, 13, 14? I can't remember my timeline quite right, but 13 to 15 centuries before Jesus. Right. So for over a thousand years, right. for over a thousand years, to be an Israelite, to be Jewish, meant you do these things. So Jesus comes, and he is the Jewish Messiah. Mm-hmm. He's the Jewish Messiah. And oh my gosh, like it's not only for us, but it's for the Gentiles too. So they're going to join us. So you would naturally think, well, if they're going to join us, that means they they do what we do. They follow the Mosaic law, including circumcision, but also some of the other things. But there had been this actually, and it goes back, I think it starts with Peter actually, the vision that he had where the Lord told him that not all, not all of these things, these these animals that had been considered unkosher, not clean right. before, now they're clean. Right. I think I, I think we can point to that as sort of the beginning of this, for the Jewish people, significant shift. Right. Uh, now to be among the, the, the chosen people, to be part of 
what is really the Jewish family, even if you're not technically Jewish, mm -hmm. but to follow our Messiah, Jesus, you don't need to follow the Mosaic law. Right. Right. This is a huge thing. Right. And, and the thing that I want to highlight from the reading, this is what we hear. So we read, they, they, they sent Paul and Barnabas back to the Gentile Christians with the good news, and they sent a letter along with them. This is so, so from the Council of the Apostles, if you will. In a sense, the first ecumenical council. Okay. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us not to place on you any burden beyond these necessities, blah, blah, blah. And so a few things. But it is the decision of the Holy Spirit and us. Mm -hmm. So this is the apostles recognizing their God-given, Jesus-given authority to make significant decisions like right. this. So it's not just our human idea. This is us guided by the Holy Spirit. And that same reality that men guided by the Holy Spirit has been guiding the church ever since through our bishops and our popes. Yep, and it really solidified them as Christian. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks, Doc. You bet. Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. In studio, well, not in studio with me today, on Zoom, I have three wonderful people. Um, I have Wade Vandover, who is in Big Stone City. Say hi, Wade. Hi. Hopefully, oh, there he goes. There he is. He's on the screen. All right. Wade is the um, chair of the Big Stone Fishing Tournament for the Bishop's Charity Fishing Tournament, which is coming up very, very soon. Um, we also have with us uh, BJ and Brandy Schaefbauer. Say hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> There's BJ. Um, they are the parents of soon-to-be priest Zach Schaefbauer, um, who will be ordained. Gosh, will he be? He'll be ordained by the time this. No, no, right after this airs. This will air on the twenty-second. Hello, 22nd, because as you're hearing this, it's the 22nd. Um, but he will be ordained in just a few days to be a priest for our diocese. So we're very excited about that. Um, they have been quite involved with the fishing tournament. So we're going to um, talk with uh, them and with Wade and get an idea of why this, what happens at this fishing tournament and why it matters to everyone in our diocese. So thanks, you guys, for being here. Um, I want to start with Wade. Uh, will you tell us, Wade, how and why you got involved with this event? Before I do that, I'd just like to uh, maybe add a little uh, accolades to uh, the co-chair yes. of the, uh, Val Rausch here in Big Stone. And then we have uh, co-chairs out in Pier uh, as well. Uh, so um, uh, there's a lot of people leading that. Also, BJ and Brandy one time were uh, chairs. Uh, of the event when it was at Gettysburg. So, um, oh, wow. I don't want to let uh, people think I'm the chair. And, and <laughs> Thank you. Maybe the rest of those folks uh, as well. So, um, how and why I got started, um, we heard about the former uh, bishop, now Archbishop Carlson, having a fishing tournament in Gettysburg. And um, I ran out there because I, I like fishing a lot. And um, when I came back, uh, we had a young man um, from our parish that was recently ordained. His name was, is Father Doug Binsfeld. And I was talking to Val and said, hey, why don't we run a fishing tournament here um, to pay the bishop back uh, for Father Binsfeld's um, uh, ordination? And he was like, okay. So we... Uh, got a hold of Archbishop. Val happened to be down there for some meeting and um, asked him, he said, go ahead. 
So that's how and why. Uh, the how was they had started one in Gettysburg, mm-hmm. and it was we wanted to pay uh, the diocese back for the uh, funds for educating Father Doug Binsfeld. That's a great thing because that's how we should be working is, you know, when, when something great happens like that, to find ways to pay it back is really a beautiful thing. So thanks for doing that. So how has that grown over the years there? Because I'm sure, how long ago was this when it started in Big Stone City? Um, you guys helped me 25-ish years, so. um, give or take one or two. Okay. Um, you can see there was no gray um, when it started. <laughs> There's a lot of gray now. Uh, how's it grown? Um, I think uh, first the committee has grown and expanded and people have come and gone off the committee. Um, that's one way it's grown, um, but the committee in and of itself, um, having uh, organizations or clubs like the Sarah Club in Aberdeen mm-hmm. or Watertown, Knights of Columbus, uh, is another way it's grown. They got on board and helped us raise funds. Um, another way it's grown is the number of people who attend, um, both in, you know, I think we had 12 boats the first time we did it, and I, we were over 30-some boats last year. Oh, wow. Um, and then another way it's grown is we've started a virtual option. Yes. Where people can, uh, who may not be able to attend, but can get in the fun and, and do some fishing and raise some money as well. I don't know. I'd ask BJ and Randy on that question, too, how they've seen it grow because they've been involved early on. You guys have any thoughts on growth? Well, you know, when we, st- we started uh, uh, down in the Gettysburg uh, fishing tournament, I think it was back in 2004 was the first tournament Bob and Judy Beadle had invited us. Uh, down just to see the event. You know, we'd heard about it. Um, some of the the folks that ran the tournament down there at the time were friends of ours and actually clients of mine when I had the CPA firm out in Mobridge, uh, the Cronins, and who did a wonderful job. You know, Dan Cronin was one of the original founders of the fishing tournament with, uh, with Bishop Carlson at the time. Uh, so we just went down to see what it was all about and were very impressed with um, what they were doing. Uh, it just was an event that it kind of blew me away really uh, with, with when all the seminarians and the priests showed up and they had this big uh, banquet at the end and we did mass and it, it, we really turned it into a family event for us every year after that. And, you know, it, it wasn't huge at the time, but just seeing the number of people that, uh, you know, just spreading the word, word of mouth um, advertising as to what was going on. Um, it was amazing how the number of people just continued to grow at that Gettysburg tournament when we were so involved in that one down there. Um, it, it just, it's such a good feeling to be there. We always, we look forward to it every year. Um, I, I, I just can't say enough good things about it and the impact that it's had on, uh, on us as a family. Yeah, that's the really interesting thing. So uh, the fishing tournament is one of the big fundraisers for seminary education. So I imagine if BJ and Brandy, if you've been involved that long, um, Zach has grown up with this thing, hasn't he? And now, of course, he has obviously benefited from that, which is a really beautiful thing to happen. Yeah, you know, you'll have to ask Zach that story sometime. He'll, yeah. he'll tell you the impact that, that the tournament has had on him. And I remember uh, one of the first years we were there, Zach was probably 10 or 11 years old. Um, he was asked to do one of the readings for mass. And he just thought that was so cool uh, to, to be involved. And, and all the boys, the interactions that they were able to have with the seminarians and, and, and all the priests that would show up uh, for the, for the mass and the banquet, uh, just the, our boys realized early on that, um, you know, these priests are normal, 
human beings just mm-hmm. like us. You know, they're not on a pedestal. They're not something uh, out of the ordinary. They're just ordinary men that have been called by God to this vocation. And it was very real for the boys uh, to, to, to be around that and mm-hmm. to really become friends with a lot of them. Uh, as, as for Randy and I as well, uh, being able to meet so many of the priests and the seminarians at the time who are now priests, it's so fun to be around the diocese and be able to connect with them at the different parishes that they're at now and to have those same memories of the fishing tournament. It's just, again, had a huge impact on us. Yeah, there really aren't a lot of opportunities for especially boys and young men to be around seminarians and a lot of priests anymore, you know, unless you're in Catholic school. Um, but that that opportunity just doesn't exist as much as it as it once did. So this is a great opportunity. Um, so uh, Brandy, maybe we'll bring you in here a little bit. Um, a lot of people might not really realize um, why it's important that the diocese as a whole helps support our seminarians. So why why is that important in their education? Well, I think the main thing is um, just by. <clears throat> knowing and um, knowing the priests that have either um, benefited from the fishing tournament or the men that have discerned out of seminary. Um, Some of those discernment decisions were based on finances, Mm -hmm. you know, seminary expensive. We send them, you know, our sends them to the best seminaries, Uh, you know, college in and of itself is expensive, but when you, I mean, this is their full-time job, being a student at the seminary, going to parishes, uh, just learning how to interact with people. They can't have summer jobs to raise, you know, mm-hmm. funds for gas or, you know, they are the men that are in seminary. They are college, most of them college men. They like having the college experience. So let's, we're going out for dinner. We're, we're going and playing um you know, whatever, racquetball, those things cost money. And the one thing that I, I, I was bound to determine not to have said to me was I'm just starting out a seminary because I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest benefits that especially our diocese um, has our seminarians is giving them that freedom to just discern God's will. Um, they don't have to, I mean, they don't have to worry about, you know, where their gas is coming from. We just, we want to help them that way. And I think that's so important. Um, It's just one level of stress that these men do not need to have in seminary. Yeah. I think that's really important to point out. And, and, you know, the other thing I think that's really important to point out is that uh, you mentioned sometimes men discern out because of, of cost. Sometimes they discern out because it's not the right thing for them. And I think it's important for us to remember that's not wasted money. Uh, because most of those men who go to seminary and discern out, they're very good men. They've, they've really grown, grown in their faith and they make great husbands, great employer employees, great employers. So it's just a win all the way around regardless. Renee, can I jump in on that? Sure. Yeah. There's two young men who, um, entered the seminary, I think in part or maybe a big part, um, related to this event. Both of them uh, from our neck of the woods have discerned out at some level. Um, and now I look at, uh, and one of them happens to be my son. And <laughs> I look at him now as a husband and father. And what you said is very true. That money was not wasted. No. Um, it's very, uh, very uh, amazing 
um, when I look at him as a young father and um, uh, his family that he started, uh, it's quite impressive. And so it's very humbling to, to see that side of it as well. So people I personally know. Yeah, so, yeah, very true. You know, um, and one thing on the grown, uh, my wife says this, my wife Cindy says this very well. It's like a big family reunion every year. So the other way is that the family reunion just keeps getting bigger. Um, and, and isn't that a beautiful thing? Yes. Uh, so um, I think that her, her simple way of saying that is uh, a beautiful example of what's happened over the years. And um, one of the greatest pleasures is to have uh, one of those young seminarians in your boat for the day. And get to know them and and razz them about missing a fish here and there, and <laughs> praying a rosary with them, and uh, um, just having a fun day on the water. Uh, a lot of people ask for the same seminarian uh, the next year, so that's pretty cool. Part I, of this, I didn't know that was part of it. That some of the seminarians get in the boat. Of course, I'm not a I'm not into fishing, so the fishing tournament isn't the thing for me. But there's lots of hey, people who hey. are. But you know, you try that on, you try a fishing tournament, you never know what <laughs> I think I think BJ or I would put you in our boat. Oh goodness no gracious! About it. Oh, we, we'd have <laughs> you. No doubt about it. It'd be a marketing experience. You might regret that. <laughs> um, I I imagine that. I mean, you said that this is like a big family reunion, so you really kind of develop this faith family that's outside of the parish family, which is really an awesome thing as well. And it helps people grow their faith in a different way that, that maybe they didn't see coming. It's kind of a South Dakota, real life, rubber meets the road <laughs> faith event. Yeah. Uh, in this case, it's the boat meets the water. <laughs> but um, it's 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 a, a resource that God's given us Um he said, let there be walleyes, and there were walleyes. <laughs> uh, and he said, let there be lakes and rivers, and there were. And so a um, uh, natural resource that we have being used to glorify God, uh, to raise some money for the seminarians, and uh, come together as a faith community, I don't know if it gets much better than that, Renee. So right. you, might have to, you might have to rethink your, your <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll rethink it. I'm no promises, though. <laughs> um, okay. Do do any of you or each of you have um, an especially memorable experience that has happened to you during one of the tournaments? Wade, maybe we'll start with you. Um, a ton of them. <laughs> um, pick, most pick of one. them are uh, pick one. <laughs> most of them are related about a seminary being in, in the boat. Um, I will never forget. I'm going to give you one that's not seminary and related. Okay. One, well, I'm going to give you two. One was a young guy who went into the seminary, was in our boat, didn't do a lot of fishing. He caught the biggest walleye in um, his, he, that fish was in really shallow water. You could see the fish chasing the lure <laughs> and, and come and, and bit and he caught it. And the joy that that young man had out of that uh, was uh, pretty amazing. Uh -huh. The second one is marketing in nature. The uh, marketing director for the Archdiocese, and basically his name, he came out and uh, did the event because he wanted to do a story. And um, 
right? We told him when he got in the boat, he, the rule is um, you have to pray a rosary if you're going to get in this boat during the event. And we caught a few fish, and then we started the rosary. And I kid you not, immediately after finishing the rosary, the fish just went crazy. <laughs> and we caught a bunch of fish, and he got a first-place plaque. Nice. And, and his response to the fact that that uh, through prayer and fun that he could, uh, in the outdoors, that he could have that experience was pretty profound. I'm spacing his name right now. I, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> He'll be, I'm sure he'll, he'll be listening. If you, if you remember his name, you tell him to listen and then he'll hear y'all. You forgot his name. Yeah. BJ or Brandy, do you have any? I don't have a specific um, incident. Uh, I just know each one of them has been just a great time to uh, re you know, reacquaint myself with people from around uh, the diocese, but also just to check in on the seminarians and see how, you know, how the year's going, what their summer plans are. Um, maybe, you know, if they, they want to share any um, pros or cons, you know, I always, I feel that I'm, I've, I've become a mother to a lot of, um, a lot of men who are now priests and it, it's just great get, you know, knowing, a whole bunch of these seminarians and the priests that we have put through this tournament. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm sure they need a few adopted mothers around the diocese to help them through stuff. So that's great. Um, BJ, anything from you? Yeah. You know, I guess every year is, it's just an exciting time to be there. I, I enjoy the heck out of this, this, this tournament, but um, in particular, I remember one year in, in, um, Gettysburg, where Mark Conzemius was trying to get Bishop um, Swain on the boat. So we had come in from, uh, brought our pontoon into the dock in Gettysburg there and, and picked up Bishop Swain. And we hadn't caught a fish and we no more got Bishop Swain on the boat and we had a wall on it. <laughs> so it was, uh, we felt like there was a little divine intervention there. Yep. To yep. finally catch a fish. But, um, you know, the other times the impact that it had on our boys watching them, um, uh, participate in the mass, you know, being mm -hmm. asked, you know, Zach that year when he was 10 or 11 to, to be able to read at mass and, and, and seeing the impact on them. One, one kind of funny experience, funny now, but, uh, the boys, they're typical boys. I think Lucas was maybe seven or eight years old at the time. And they were all down by the river, um, messing around. Justin Cronin was there and, um, they were throwing rocks into the, into the water. And one of the older boys, uh, sort of missed the the lake and hit Lucas in the back of the head with a rock. <laughs> Whoops! And split his head wide open and he was bleeding. Oh, no. and he come, he came running back up to the cabins and the first thing he said was, um, "Can can can Bishop bless my head?" <laughs> so, sure enough, Bishop was going to bless his head. And then we took him in to get some staples put in his head to put him back together. Oh my but goodness! He still has the scar on the back of his head. It's kind of poor kid. But those are the, those are the things that you know. It just make memories. It's it's fun to get together um, with with the Vandovers and the Rouches and the and the Closes and all the people and the and the, and the foundation staff. You know, and yes. remember back in Gettysburg with the Cronins, uh, their involvement for so many years, all the things that they've done uh, to promote this and to ultimately raise money. Yeah. We saw firsthand, you know, Zach used to bring home seminarians um, for spring break because they were they were from 
you know, outside of that Minneapolis area or too far away to really want to go mm -hmm. home for those few days that they had off. And so we got to meet a lot of these guys from around the country. And I remember um, Zach's first roommate, he was from Michigan and he was, he was charged with raising his own tuition. I mean, he had to pay for everything. Mm. And, you know, he ended up discerning out, I think after his fourth year and, and just the, the pressure, you could see the pressure and the stress, you know, you talk about it and, um, you know, cause Zach would share with them, you know, how our diocese operated. And, and there was another individual, um, his name was Jake, who was from Alaska. He'd go back home every summer and have to work on a fishing boat, you know, where Zach had opportunities to, to come back and be part of Totus Tuus or yep. be in a parish, uh, to have those opportunities to, to, to really discern and to grow in his faith and have that opportunity to focus on, 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 on really being a seminarian rather than worrying about the financial piece of it. So this, this, um, tournament's been huge that way for, for our seminarians and our priests and our diocese. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because it's really important for people to really understand what a gift this is in our diocese that we're able to do this for our seminarians and to be able to continue to do it as we go each year. So, um, okay. We, before we go, Wade, will you give us details of when the events happen, where it is? Cause I know it's not just big stone city. There's another tournament. So will you fill us in on that please? Yeah, one of the other, I think, amazing things is that um, how hard the Cronin family worked to uh, to get this going, and then uh, how open they were to allowing the tournament to be moved to Pier. And so um, that was, uh, uh, you know, when you start something and, mm -hmm. and, and to see the good of the whole. So uh, there are two events, one in Pier. And uh, that is, um, I'm going to get the dates. Is it June um, 4th? No. No. Um, uh, Monday, June 7th is uh, Big Stone. In, uh, June 6th. June 6th, thank you. Uh, and then seven days later, the following Monday, June 13th. Okay, is yep. Peter. Um, you know, while that's all going on during that time frame, we have the virtual tournament going on. Uh, basically, a couple of simple rules, but um, you got to download an app. And you got to fish within the diocesan boundaries, and uh, you can fish virtually, and that's gained some popularity. That got started because of the pandemic, yeah, yep. and then uh, it's still going uh, mm -hmm. forward. But uh, I want to commend the pier uh, folks who are not here. Um, it's a different fishery; they do a fabulous job. Um, the priest there has kind of taken that uh, under his wings as well. So um, I just want to say hats off to the pier uh, committee as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. And Bishop will be, I believe at both tournaments, as far as I know. So uh, if you haven't before um, you can go to the uh, foundation's website, South Dakota um, uh, Catholic community foundation for Eastern South Dakota, and you can find information and register for the tournaments. Um, donate if you can't go, whatever it is that works best for you. But Go and become a part of that family. It sounds like a fun thing to do. I might even consider it myself. I don't know if I could convince my husband to do it, but <laughs> also not a fisherman, but you just never know. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for being with me today and talking about um, the tournament and the effect it's had on you guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Uh, you can always find us at sfcatholic.org anytime if you would like to uh, watch this on video or see, uh, hear the audio of any of our podcasts. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.